Hello and welcome to the Teach Me Lit podcast. I'm Sophie Tuvey and I love talking about books and helping students go deeper when they're analysing literature. Now this is a GCSE English Literature Revision podcast to help you with unseen poetry. Now often students are filled with dread at the idea of unseen poetry, Um, nothing could be worse to them Um, and I guess that's because usually when we read we read novels and we go into the, the, the store and we find um, a novel and we read it from chapter one all the way through to the end and then we usually don't read it again. And the thing is with poetry, it is quite unfamiliar as a genre to many of us and it's quite different. You don't really read it in the same way as you read a book. I'm going to talk a little bit about how to approach unseen poems and I'm going to use two pictures. Number one, the unseen poem is like a puzzle. And number two, the unseen poem is like a circle. Okay, so let me just explain what I mean. First of all, the unseen poem is like a puzzle. You don't expect to look at a puzzle and just get the answer straight away. Sometimes you have to work it out, a little bit like a riddle or something a little bit more complex. It's the same with a poem. You can't just read the poem from start to finish and say, oh, well, that was nice. Um, And now I finished the poem. You, You have to kind of approach it like a puzzle a brain teaser, something you've got to think about, marinate on for quite a while before it kind of sinks in what it's really about. And hopefully by reading and rereading it, it starts to make more sense. You shouldn't worry if you read a poem once and it doesn't make sense to you. That's basically the experience I get pretty much every time I read a poem. But when I read it more than once, it does start to make sense to me and I do start to see things emerging through rereading and paying close attention to detail. Which brings me to the second picture, which is that a poem is a bit like a circle. Um, I talked a bit about novels. You read from chapter one to the end and you probably don't reread them unless you study them for an exam. Well, a poem is more like a circle. You start at the beginning, you go through to the end, and once you get to the end, you start back at the beginning again and read it again. And it's a bit like an ongoing circle where the stuff at the end of the poem helps you reread and reassess the stuff at the beginning of the poem. So, for example, perhaps the first section of a poem is really optimistic in tone, but then there's like a little line at the end of the poem that brings in an edge of cynicism. And suddenly that transforms the way you read the whole of the poem again, because suddenly then you reread it and maybe you spot that there was cynicism from the beginning all along, but perhaps it was quite well concealed. So rereading and rereading the poem is going to really help you in that circle of understanding to help the whole poem to interpret Um, the beginning and the end, not just in a linear way, going from line one to the end, but keep going back again and see what you can see. Now, the third thing that I think is important to raise is the idea of layers in a poem. Now, you may have heard this model before, but it's one of my favourites. It's shallow, deep, profound. Now, basically, when you're responding to a poem, you don't just want to stay in the shallow end. You don't just want to make the basic points that everyone's going to make. You want to go deeper. And again, that's going to come with rereading the poem and getting some of the deeper themes and ideas the writer has in those poems. So start thinking about what the writer is trying to achieve in the poem. What kind of attitudes or values do the writers have? And how do they want you to feel when you read it? 
that's when you can start making connections if you've got two poems as you do in the WJC exam. You can start making connections between the two poems and think about what the writers were trying to achieve. What was their purpose and what effect did they have? Now hopefully when you develop a connection you can go into lots of detail using textual support. Those short embedded quotes from both of the poems are so important for cross-referencing, showing that skill of hopping from one to the other in a ping-pong fashion, backwards and forwards. It shows a confidence with the poems. And secondly, showing from the beginning of your response that you understand the deeper meaning is really important. You don't want to view this as a kind of, right, I'm going to warm up for a couple of paragraphs um, and then I'm really going to get to the good stuff. Because by that point, the examiner's probably already put you in a lower band in the mark scheme and it's going to be hard to convince them otherwise by that point. You want to go in there from the very first paragraph convincing an examiner that you are a top quality candidate. And the way that you can do that is by showing in your terminology and in your confidence of the deeper meaning of the two poems. So it doesn't have to mean a longer response. It just means that from the very beginning of the response, you're showing confidence with both of the poems. So make sure before you put pen to paper, before you write anything down, you're completely sure of the meaning of the two poems and what you're going to say. It doesn't pay to just start anyway and warm up. I hope that's helped you today when thinking about unseen poetry. It really doesn't have to stress you out, um, but with a lot of practice, it can become second nature to just read a poem, digest it, and you kind of learn to look for the different language, the different techniques, the things that make a poem different to reading a novel or a story. Thanks for listening to the Teach Me Lit podcast. If you found it helpful, please hit subscribe and share with your friends. Let me know if there's any topics you'd like me to cover in future episodes. I'd love to hear from you. Keep reading.